Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into Page One with LeVar and Mary. It is Friday night, July the 8th, 2022. So glad that you can be here with us. So glad that we can be here because we weren't expected to be here. I know when we talked with you last week, we said that this was going to be an off week and that we would be back with you next week. But schedules change, things happen, and it allowed us to be here with you. This is show number 198, which means in a way that show 200 moves up a week. Uh, If you are keeping uh, track of everything, I can tell you for certain, uh, we'll be with you this week, next week, off uh, the following week, which I believe is the, um, what is that, the 22nd, I want to say. I I get bad when I get towards summer because I tend to just, like, totally forget the calendar. Uh, but the 22nd, but uh, we'll be off on the 22nd and then back with you on the 29th, which would be show number 200. And, of course, for 200 of those shows, I have been uh, lucky and blessed to be with my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Um, this has been... These last 24 hours have been very strange. Um, Of course, for people who have come to this show, and we'll talk a lot throughout the evening of some things that are trending, some things that are happening, um, this has been perhaps uh, an emotionally charged week. Uh, Being here in the Chicagoland area, of course, uh, the 4th of July holiday was this past week. But uh, I know for a lot of you, you know, right outside of Chicago, of course, the details of what happened in Highland Park. Uh, of course, we're thinking about everybody there. Uh, and then all of the wildness that has happened. And then, um, then uh, also, too, a lot of things in the news. And uh, we normally don't do what's trending with Twitter. But I can tell you a couple of things that broke today. Uh, over the last 24 hours, of course, this week, uh, earlier, a couple of days ago or a day or so ago, we lost actor James Kahn. And then today or late this evening came news that we lost uh, actor uh, Tony Sirico. And if you are a Sopranos fan, he played Polly Walnuts. Um, passed away at the age of 79. Uh, was actually in... Uh, in a, a mob, uh, if you know his backstory, uh, and then became reformed and then went on uh, an acting career in which um, he played not only just in The Sopranos, but he had a lot more roles, but everybody knows him as Polly Walnuts, but also 
Uh, if you watch uh, The Simpsons, uh, he played one of uh, Fat Tony's uh, guys, too. So, you know, he voiced that. So I mean, he did a lot of uh, work that once you kind of watch that, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's like we're losing everybody so quickly, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was uh, kind of shocking to hear this evening. And then uh, some other news that we'll talk about uh, here shortly was the big breaking news that we've talked about on this show before, and that is with Elon Musk and Twitter, where Elon Musk announced this evening that he is terminating his $44 billion Twitter deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a big surprise. Not really shocking. Uh, I mean, it is... <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that one. Uh, it, it's It's not shocking. But what a strange turn of events. And I am pretty sure that this is going to be ugly in all senses of the word. Because for what has occurred and what has happened, um, there is news that those involved are looking to still move forward and make him buy this whether he likes it or not. And the stock price of Twitter uh, fell, uh, I think, almost 6%. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, the price of Twitter pretty much, it uh, it has suffered. Um, and Twitter is pretty much having a field day as well. Uh, they never disappoint. <laughs> um <laughs> I will even tell you one of the tweets that was pretty funny. Uh, somebody said, Elon Musk likes to do two things on Friday nights, knock up employees and pull out of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, That's pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, that is... Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I was surprised because I think this week too they have been talking about uh, the many children that he had, uh, which is on Nick Cannon level, which I did not know about. But hey, that's his own business. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be some ugly ramifications from that, which I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, I know that. Uh, he is claiming that he didn't get the proper or necessary paperwork that he needed to make an informed decision. It, it's almost kind of like somebody uh, saying, hey, you know, out of those 100 Air Jordans that are out here on the market or, you know, that, that special pair of Air Jordans, I'm going to pull all of this money together and buy it and outbid everybody. And then I also want to know uh, what's the shoe made out of. Or, you know, how many people did it take to make the shoe? And when they tell you, well, we really can't tell you because that could have been a lot of people. And it could have been people who did this, this, and this. And then you pretty much sit there and be like, nah, I don't want it. (laughs) It's kind of like what happened. But what he's asking for is kind of impossible. Because when you're dealing with a the question that he wanted, which kind of dealt with, you know, the spam accounts, which, here's my thing. If you're taking it over, at this point, have people on their accounts uh, identify themselves in some way 
And then if some people don't within a specific set of time, get rid of the page. That will tell you who you have, who's real, and who's not. So there you go. Not like you were going to get rid right. of the pages anyway. So I don't understand that. It's kind of an odd thing to be asking for, but you don't know because I could, anybody could start five pages, use four of them for spam, not really go back to them or go back to them inconsistently. And, and you're asking for a specific number. You're not going to get that. But I, I, yeah. So, but strange week. Um, I think when we get to the weekend, we just don't want to hear anything bad. <laughs> you know, I'm at that point now where I just want to make it through the week. I almost anticipate bad news throughout the week. And when I get to the weekend, I just want to relax. I just want to have fun. I just want to not have to, you know, worry about the stuff. That, it's almost like blinders night now. You don't want to really know what's going on out there, but you know what's going on out there. You know that gas is high. You know that food is high. You know that people are out here acting silly beyond which they should be acting. But at the end of the day, it's weekend. I'm just trying to enjoy what little time I have outside of work. I think that's where I'm at. I think a lot of people are where they're at. That's where we're at, even on a shortened holiday week. Yes. Even the shortened holiday week throws me off so much. Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, but no, how has your week been? Um, it was long for a shortened holiday week. Um, but with that being said, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. Like, I mean, I, I wish I could say that, you know, like it was great, but it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. It was one of those things where um, really it, it, it comes down to getting past all the crap and <laughs> finding the good stuff. I, I mean, I can't say it any <laughs> There are words, but I'm not going to say what we're on here. <laughs> uh, I think we all understood. Um yeah, no, you mean it. Yeah, you want to swim past all that stuff and just make it to the next week, and hopefully things don't turn out like the last week. Um, it, it's, I think that's where we're at right now, and I, you hope it gets better. We all hope it gets better, and wherever you're at, we hope it gets better. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's uh, when you when you get stressed out. I know that we all kind of sit there and then we pretty much, you know, all think to ourselves. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, one of those weeks. But tonight we hope that we can push all that aside. We hope that we can at least bring you some sort of uh, respite from all of that stuff and tell you about some things out there that you didn't know, uh, take a look at some other things. And, uh, yeah, we, we do what we do on this show. Uh, what I can tell you tonight, because this is also last minute, uh, we do have a bunch of stories that uh, we will discuss. We'll take a look at what's trending. We do have retro moments of the week ahead. Um, and who knows? If we have a little bit of time, uh, 
we will probably add something extra to the bit. But that is tonight's show. That's what I can promise you. Um, we, well, one of the things, too, um, is I will tell you is, uh, if, if before I forget it, uh, the next 411 Lounge is coming up on July 31st. Uh, that is a few Sundays from this Sunday. Uh, Demora Avarice will be with me 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. Um, and uh, like I said, we'll be with you next Friday night. Friday night afterward, Phoenix, I will be in your area. Um, so, yeah, hoping to have some fun out there, and uh, hopefully it will not be too hot. How is the weather out there by your way, by the way? <laughs> Oh, it's cooled off. I mean, we're only at 105. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot. It's hot. Have air conditioning. It's hot. Here's the thing. I have planned, you know, people are like, oh, you're going to Phoenix this time of year? I was like, but here's the thing. Most of the things I've planned have been indoors. I don't really plan on being Mm -hmm. outdoors in the evening. So it's pretty much going to be in. Um, I am looking forward to catching the Phoenix Mercury and Seattle storm um, and seeing Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. I haven't, I don't think I've had a chance to see them play. Uh, so this will be a golden opportunity to get a chance to see them. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to try to stay as cool as I can. <laughs> um and hopefully somewhere find a nice, cool pool. And, yeah. Uh, but in the Midwest, I know in the south and out your way, it's triple digits. It is not that way here. Actually, I think tonight, um, I don't know. I have to uh, look it up, and this is where I need, a, I need like, weather command here. But uh, <laughs> the current temperature... I believe in the Chicago area tonight is supposed to go down uh, to somewhere close to 60 degrees, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the wrong spot. Yes, you are. Don't, don't you miss? Uh, don't you miss here? <laughs> um, I do, right but now, I don't miss the mosquitoes at all. <laughs> Actually, I haven't really seen that many. It hasn't really been that bad. Uh, I can tell you right now, if you are in Chicago, uh, the current temperature is 71 degrees. Uh, it is going to uh, go down to 64 tonight. Uh, over the weekend, we will see uh, 76 tomorrow, 81 on Sunday. Uh, pretty much the hottest that it will be will be on Monday at 86. Uh, and even stretching out, we will not get back to, like, upper 80s until next weekend where you'll see 85 and 88. But uh, pretty much throughout the week, uh, low 80s, uh, upper 70s. And this is July. <laughs> hence the reason why. Yeah, hence the reason why during this time of year it, it's – a few weeks ago we had hot weather, but it it's it's so strange. And I'm actually, yes, you can 
at me or whatever, but yeah, global warming is a thing because I remember growing up in July in this city, it was never uh, this cold, if that makes sense. Usually July in Chicago, you were in the upper 80s or low 90s pretty much throughout the entire month. July and August were like steam baths, but now in recent years, it has changed. Now, out for the West, I don't know. I'll actually say, when I was there in December out that way, I was shocked at how cold it actually could get. Um, Mm -hmm. Because usually when I think Vegas, I usually am thinking that uh, Vegas would see like maybe some 50s and 40s, not the 30s and 20s that I think I had. Um, So it was a little cooler. Actually, current temperature as of uh, a short time ago in Las Vegas, it was 105. Uh, (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, uh, by 9 p.m. Pacific time tonight, it will be 99 degrees. (laughs) Holy moly, what will we ever do? The temperature over the next few days out in Vegas, 110 tomorrow, 111 on Sunday, 112 on Monday, 113. This is like going upwards. You're going the wrong way on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, and this is going to be the funny, the funniest statement. Anytime between June and September, mid-September usually, I don't know what temperature it is outside because I don't go outside. <laughs> Stay indoors. <laughs> and just basically, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is outside because I'm in air conditioning. So it's always a balmy 70 degrees. <laughs> now, for our friends over in the United Kingdom, because I do love to uh, look overseas because I know that most of you listen to this show, uh, I did see that right now the temperature as of a uh, short time ago was 66 degrees uh, in the United Kingdom. Um, I know that's not going to make much sense to you, uh, and I'm not going to change it to the uh, – <laughs> other words, I'm doing it for our American audience here, but 79 was the temperature today, 84 I'm sorry, 79 Saturday over there, but uh, 84 on Sunday and 87 on Monday, which I heard was quite warm over there uh, in the U.K. So upper Let's 80s. Let's see, 87 would put it at, let me do the math here, what's half of 55 be 27? Something like that, yes. Yeah, so right around 27. Yeah, they're probably roasting. Yeah, I did see a few uh, on social media, a few uh, of the people who I do follow from there, and I think the they said there was a little bit of a scorcher over there. So, um, yeah, next 10 days uh, over that way in the U.K., you are expected to see temperatures like that with the warmest uh, pretty much being uh, next Sunday, I believe, where it will be close to 90 degrees, uh, which is insane. Um, welcome to summer. Uh, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but is air conditioning like a huge thing uh, <laughs> in the UK? How no. does that work? 
in the UK, no. if you have there's it's not something that they have. It's not a it's not a a, a common thing in a household. It's stores, sure, that's different. But like in a house, no, it's not something common. It's a very uncommon thing. If anything, it's window units if they have them. Otherwise, it's good luck. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, don't know what to tell you. Um, stay cool. Um, hopefully, you have a fan uh, or something to keep you cool. Drink water. Uh, don't drink a lot of uh, alcohol. <laughs> and not sure if you're gonna, if you're going to have tea, make it iced tea. Uh, maybe some Lipton Brisk or something like that. But uh, stay cool, no matter where you're at. Uh, the Almanac on this day, July 8th, has it as National Chocolate with Almonds Day. Not an almond fan, but uh, it is not National Chocolate with Almonds Day. It is Collector Car Appreciation Day as well as National Freezer Pop Day. So uh, right on time, you can have your freezer pop. I saw online, and I'm not sure if you've seen I think it was on TikTok, with the freezer pop then I guess that if it is cold enough, it's supposed to snap at the center. That way it makes it really? easy to – Yes, and I, I guess uh, it, it's kind of like a hack where you can snap it at the center and you can either share it or it makes it easy to pretty much like uh, – it's like you're not dealing with like a lot of it all at once. And I've been seeing that like TikTok – TikTok never, social media never fails from time to time. Uh, but I've seen it as to where uh, this hack has been done, and I know some people have been uh, doing it a little bit. Um, I'm trying to, as we talk, uh, type it in to see uh, if it is there. But, yeah, it is where people have been pretty much snapping them in, too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, try that. You can you can do it on your own. Uh, tomorrow, July ninth is National Dimples Day. Uh, if you know, yes, uh, if you know that person in your life that uh, has dimples, of course we admire those who have that adorable natural indentation known as the dimple. Uh, they're often associated with cute babies and good-looking adults. Only 20 to 30% of the entire world population has dimples. A rare few produce only one when smiling. Uh, dimples are considered a genetic trait. So normally if one person in a family has dimples, it's likely another family member will. Uh, some scientists believe that we inherit them. Uh, however, some other scientists believe that dimples are a random trait that people have, and until more research is available, no one knows which genes produce it. Um, you could either have a dimple on both cheeks, a chin dimple or a cleft chin, a one-sided cheek dimple or a corner of mouth dimple. Um, I would ask you if you mouth dimple. Yes, corner of mouth dimple. That is what they call it. <laughs> and they're formed by the zygomaticus major muscle, uh, which is the muscle that controls facial expressions. So, um, okay. I have dimples, apparently. 
Would you that would make you among several uh, famous people whose dimples make them stand out? Because of course, some of those are Gabrielle Union Wade, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Michael B. Jordan, Jennifer Garner, uh, Kirsten Dunst, who just got married. I just saw that before we got on air. Got married uh, to her frequent co-star, uh, who has played her husband in a few roles. But it's it's one of the, yeah. We'll talk about that later. But anyway. Uh, also, uh, of course, the most well-known person who has dimples, Mario Lopez. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, National Dimple Day. Uh, it is also National Sugar Cookie Day, and then on the 10th, it is Chronic Disease Day, National Clarahue Day, uh, National Pina Colada Day, and National Kitten Day. And then on the 11th, uh, of course, because it is the 11th, Monday, it is National 7-Eleven Day, uh, National Blueberry Muffin Day, uh, All-American Pet Photo Day, National Cheer Up the Lonely Day, National Mojito Day, and National Rainier Cherry Day. Uh, the 12th on Tuesday brings us Eat Your Jello Day, National Different Colored Eyes Day, National Pecan Pie Day, National Simplicity Day, Paper Bag Day, Cow Appreciation Day, which makes me wonder if uh, they will have uh, milkshakes maybe half price summer. Uh, oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> the 13th, it is National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day, Beans and Franks Day, National Delaware Day, and National French Friday. Uh, last week, if you remember, I told you what the 14th was, was because it was National Grand Marnier Day, Mac and Cheese Day. Tape Measure Day and Nude Day, uh, not all at once. <laughs> so there you go. Unless you want to. Unless you unless you want to. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> We're not here to tell you what to do. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, National Give Something Away Day is actually next week, so that's one of the things that I will give you ahead of time. Uh, is also National Gummy Worm Day. There's a few more days, but I'll share those with you on next week's show. But, um, yeah, so there you go. National Nude Day, I think. Um, hmm. Be careful hmm. what you say. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm going to leave it alone, and what I will tell you is we'll move on uh, we will move on to our first story of the night. <laughs> and actually, it is one in which I think we have talked about, because, you know, like I said, when you've done close to 200 shows, at some point, I think there are things that we've talked about, but we pretty much have left it to uh, chance and pretty much have said that if something kind of comes with the story, we'll always come back to it. But I do believe we talked about this story before, but this comes from out in California of pretty much what is going to happen is beginning this fall, high schools in the nation's most populous state can't start before 8.30 a.m., and middle schools can't start before 8 a.m. That was uh, under a 2019 first in the nation law forbidding earlier start times, but it's now become uh, pretty much law out there in California. 
the average start time for the nation's high schools was 8 a.m. in 2017 to 2018, but about 42% started before then, including 10% that began classes before 7.30 a.m. Uh, some people were saying that was way too early for adolescents whose bodies are wired to stay up later than at other ages because of a later release of their sleep hormone, melatonin. Uh, so, yeah, that is now going to be uh, one of the changes. But you know what? Uh, it, the thing is that it's now calling for start times of 8.30 a.m. or later statewide. I kind of am almost going to say if kids don't mind, I guess, being in school a tad later. But even though I'm thinking about this at both points, I'm thinking at it from a teacher standpoint, <laughs> <laughs> dealing with kids all day. Um, but I think, though, if parents pretty much work, the staple is probably, what, 9 to 5 or 8 to 4, 8 to 5. I think that if there is something pre-before classes where you can do maybe some study time and then you start school at 9, our guess would be all right. I don't know. I'm at a point now where I'm like, 8.39 o'clock, I guess, should be okay. I, I think starting it way too early is not beneficial because no one's going to be paying attention at 7.30 or 7.45 and sometimes even at 8 o'clock in the morning. I would almost rather go to back to that old – because I think I remember we started school at 9. We never started at like 8 or 7.45. I don't even know where that came from. Um, I always started at 9, and pretty much it went to about 2.30, 2.45. I think that's enough. Or am I pretty much thinking at this point that it is? Uh, it needs to start early enough that's where it can work for parents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am of two minds. I'm stealing a statement from um, my friends in the UK. I have two minds. I have two minds. Um, I remember way back when, uh, uh, oh, so long ago, um, we actually just started it. We started at 8.02. It was the weirdest thing because I, I guess huh? the way that it worked out with with passing times um, between classes, we would end the day at three fifteen exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it, but they timed it out with the in between the passing times with the lunches. We started eight oh two and we would end at three fifteen, and I always thought that was weird, but that's what it was. So at least in high school. Um, but we also were a small town uh, school. So we had um, busing. So I was up super early during parts of the school year. And with extracurriculars, I was up super late. So to me, it was like it was what it was. Um, kiddo, when she went to school um, from – basically middle school onward, her school started um, 7.30. And 
like I had to be at work at 7.30, so it was great. You know, I'd drop her off, I'd go to work, and we'd be both ready to go. You know, we'd both be just that little bit early, but it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, it'd be five, ten minutes early and get ready to start the day. Um, with hmm. that being said, she got done at, like, 2.30 in the afternoon. So, yeah, I could see why starting later where that comes into play, and that would actually probably be better for those parents that start work at, you know, to have the regular nine-to-five. Um, mm. It would also help the students uh, because they'd be a little bit more awake, you know. But also, I think kids get used to it. If you start them early all the time, that's, you know, when they're younger and that school starts it, eight o'clock every day. If you do that for 12 years, you get used to being up at eight o'clock every day, regardless of being tired. Um, students are going to be tired regardless. Start time to me means less and less. I'm more of the, why does the day have to go so long? That's <laughs> where I'm at. Like, I don't think students should be in school for more than seven hours. I really don't. Well, here's I think the thing. seven's a capper with an hour for lunch. Like, I think six hours, six subjects, an hour for each subject, or however you're going to do it. If you're going to do it block scheduling, that's fine. But I don't, I don't think you should be in school for more than that. I think that's where kids lose their focus. They lose focus after three or four hours. Well, here's the problem. And so if, well, you block, if you block your day three hours, lunch, three more hours, then I think you get more out of your students. Right. But see, here's the issue with that, and I think I know why they do what they do, is because they try to do it to wrap around what parents do throughout the day. And then by that time, kids aren't without some type of supervision for probably no more than an hour to an hour and a half. Because in the traditional, and I know there's many non-traditional, so I'm going to stop you before you even correct me, but in the traditional sense, most people work eight or nine to five, sometimes. So if you could have the kid <laughs> in school during a good bulk of that time, and if they get home, and now with either one-parent households or both parents working, you know, there's a lot of latchkey kids. And I know you're not, some of you kids out there won't know what that <laughs> meeting is. What that but there are a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of latchkey kids. And if you know some cannot, let's just put it flatly, some of you can probably not be trusted on your own. So um, I, I think it's more of the public service of having them there. Uh, for as long as they can before they pretty much release them back out into society uh, with the hopes that they don't do anything between that time it takes for the parent to get off of work and get home. Um, but like you said, in a non-traditional sense now, there are a lot of parents who work, you know, different shifts than the normal traditional ones uh, where they probably work that overnight shift or where they work uh, throughout the day and you know, probably around in the morning. Uh, so things have changed. You know, it used to be back in the times where, you know, one parent was always, you know, kind of there when you got home. 
uh, it was very rare when there wasn't a parent home when you got home from school uh, or they were on their way home. Uh, <laughs> you weren't home. You weren't there alone for long, you know? Um, but yeah, it, times have changed and pretty much now I think that if you do something as to where you scale it back, then I think that every kid should be involved in something extracurricular after school um, to where it keeps them busy. You know, whether that is some type of club, uh, whether that is some type of, like, um, specialty type of things where they can uh, be involved with something that interests them, such as, uh, you know, music or athletics or you know, even with newspaper or with, you know, something that keeps them busy, I think that it would be a win-win for all. Does that put a lot more stress on teachers? Yes, but I think that if you hire particular people to also help facilitate those things to where they work right after the teachers finish working, it could be a boon for hiring additional teachers or people to staff that stuff. And who knows? Crazy idea. I'm just putting it out there. But, hey. I mean, that's not a bad idea. We need more good teachers, so why not incentivize that? Right. Plus, maybe it might cut on some of the crimes that involve those 18 or younger uh, juvenile crimes that happen out in the streets if you have more things for them to do because what's the one thing that you always hear about? Well, if we had something to do, now here's where you do it. And that way, you know, from the afternoon through early evening, you could hire a bunch of people who could be, you know, coaches or facilitators for these clubs who would take over after the teachers are done for the day. You know, or if the teachers want to continue to do that, you could – Dig into your pockets and pay them a little bit more. Uh, and that way they're there to do that. And that way it keeps the kids off the street. You know, it's it's a, it's a stab in the dark where I think that somewhere someone has to pretty much kind of figure this out, and then maybe it might work. So who knows? I don't know. So, just a thought. But still ahead, uh we will have our retro moment of the week. And then after the break, an interesting story on cash flow and how times have changed, especially post-COVID. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then if we have a little bit of time left here, we'll take a look at what's going on with Twitter. But I found an interesting article this week that popped back up. I didn't even share this with Mary, but it was something that was uh, quite interesting because – as time goes on and as we all get a little older, uh, it makes you think because it is something where um, it's going to make you feel a little bit old if we have time. But <laughs> we will do our retro moments of the uh, week, and then, like I said, we'll be right back uh, with more Page One. But first, uh, you're listening to Page One with LeVar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Armstrong Solarium, the sunny floor that shines without waxing. And guess what? You can install this Solarium floor yourself. It's new Solarium tile. Just peel, 
place and press. Solarian tile shines without waxing far longer than ordinary vinyl floors. It's the easy way to say, I did it myself. See a retailer's newspaper ad. Then see Solarian tile from Armstrong. I'm crazy about post-alphabet. H-I... I was robbed! Officer, somebody robbed my post-alphabet. I believe it was that crazy rabbit, Bugs Bunny. Describe the goods, Doc. Well, post-alphabet is the only cereal with all the letters of the alphabet. They're made with real oats to make you strong and full of energy, and sugar sparkle to taste just a little bit better. You mean alphabet spell energy from A to Z with a capital E. Oh, gee, these letters happen to be just a little bit better. Crazy wabbit. They're A, B, C, delicious. Get them quick like a bunny. You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. And welcome back to page one of our Mary on this Friday night, July the 8th. So glad that you can join us. Uh, the retro moments, uh, pretty much uh, the first one was, uh, you know the voice. You already know who that was for the Armstrong Solarian tile. Uh, that was Fred Gwynn, who was born on July 10th, 1926. Uh, he was with us. He would be close to 100. That's insane. He, he would be 96 years old this year uh, if he was with us. Of course, he passed away back on July 2nd of 1993. Um, best known as Herman Munster. Also, uh, if you knew him in other different roles, Car 54, Where Are You? And then in the movies, of course, My Cousin Benny. So, um, And then, of course, the other one was uh, the post-alphabet uh, commercial with Mel Blanc. Um, who, uh, yeah, uh, long time, I mean, the man of thousands of voices. I don't know if there's anybody mm-hmm. that's ever been more prolific than Mel Blank. You know, you have some people who do like a few, I mean, but Mel Blank was able to do, his career spanned about 60 years, and he did so many. Uh, he passed away back on July 10th of 1989. Uh, and if he was with us today, Mel Blanc would be, I think, 114. <laughs> uh, he was born May 30th, 1908. Um, but, yeah, over 60 years, thousands of voices, which is insane. Um, I would think that his estate is still making money <laughs> as of today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the alphabet. Um, they even still make that cereal. Alpha, I don't. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, I don't, um, I don't go down the cereal aisle too often, and when I do, I'm usually looking for, like, oatmeal or um, very specific cereal, so I'm not looking at what's out there. Every now and again, I see, like, something that catches my eye, like churro cookies and – no, churro cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, but uh, I don't normally, like, sit there and look at it, so I – I don't know. Oh. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even. I know you still somewhat occasionally see those variety packs too, uh, but it's very rare when you see them now. I think I remember back in the day they used to have like different types of variety box packs, but now it's like just the four main ones like Frosted Flakes and uh, the Krispies, and yeah, it's a few other ones. But yeah, it, yeah. It, I remember back when you could choose like three or four different variety pack boxes and you had your own little box and you could take it on the go and yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. lost world of cereal. It's showing itself. Um, but an interesting story out this week because it was about cash and how we use it. Speaking of going to the grocery store, uh, 24% of people say that they don't have money in their wallet, but that's for other reasons right now. Uh, but 38% said that they use cash every few months or not at all, uh, as many Americans are no longer using cash to make daily purchases. A survey by risk management company Third Party Trust found that 24% of people said that they don't have cash in their wallet, 38% use cash every few months or not at all, and that the COVID-19 pandemic was the final straw for some people. 19% said that they stopped using cash once the pandemic started. When do people still get cash out of the ATM? 66% said that they do it just to have it on hand. 53% said that they're going somewhere that only accepts cash. 28% said that they do it for tipping purposes. 14% save uh, a discount for paying with cash. 9% exchanging it for foreign currency. And 3% pay for everything with cash. A 1,000 people were surveyed out of this, and I think I was – not surprised, only because this is the era now of, you know, back then, uh, especially in the last 15, 20 years, banks have gone towards the debit card. And with the advent of pretty much the debit card and not the credit card that we were so used to our parents having, there really is no need that much anymore to really have cash on hand. Um, I think I am like those people where I do it sometimes just to kind of have it on hand because there still are some places where they don't really do uh, a card. You still need cash. And tipping. I'm kind of one of those people where I fall into one of those things. Um, Are you surprised or not surprised at how – the usage of cash has shrunk. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. Um, I keep cash on hand only because um, if I have to, like, <laughs> cash is still is still golden. Does that make sense? Like, um, right. I guess the, the whole post-apocalyptic thing. So I still keep some cash on hand, just in case. 
but I am really a just in case kind of gal. I like I have maybe like a twenty tucked in my purse just in case I get to a gas station that doesn't take a card or there's something wrong with my card or my card gets stolen. Um, I keep you know like a tw- like I said I keep a twenty tucked in there. There's a few places that I know don't uh, that only accept cash. Like one of my favorite donut places, they only accept cash, so I know to bring cash for them. But 95% of my purchases are either done through an electronic means, PayPal, Apple Pay. You know, I don't even have to take out my wallet anymore. I can do it with my phone. Um, so I'm not really surprised at all. What I want to know is I wish they'd do a survey on how many people know how to write a check. Oh, yes. Or balance a checkbook. <laughs> or balance a checkbook, right. Probably not too many because, you know, here's the thing. Even at the store. Last year, I saw someone pay with a check. <laughs> it's been so long. I, it, I didn't even know the store still accepted it. it. It threw me for a loop so badly that when I saw it happen, I was like, really? Are they going to accept that? And they did. It was at a Walmart. And I know it probably threw the other person off track, too. That's still legal tender. They're still legal tender. I know. A lot of older people because this was an older lady, still use checks uh, or they use cash. Uh, a lot of them don't really trust the whole process or really know really how to use the, quote, debit card system. Um, I will tell you, if we go to the store, if it were up to my mom, she probably would want to just use cash. And, yes, she still has, you know, the little uh, coin purse, too. It uses exact change where possible, <laughs> much to my chagrin, because I'll be like, there's people in line behind us. Why are you trying to dig for 75, uh, 77 cents? Didn't you want to look for, like, you know, where she's got dimes and nickels and pennies? And yes, there's some people who still kind of go to those methods. Um, and plus, too, here's the thing. One of the things that I don't like doing is paying at a restaurant for the meal and the tip all together. Because sometimes they kind of screw with, like, taking that money out. Uh, they take too long. Like, some restaurants oh, might they only take, take like, part of it out? Yeah, they take part of it out. And then when it comes to the tip, sometimes it can take up to 48 hours. And if I'm spending on other things, and I almost forget that that tip was included in there. You know, it's kind of like at that point, you know, I don't want anything happening to your tip. But... Um, yeah, they kind of like do it oddly. It's kind of like with uh, DoorDash where your tip comes second, and sometimes the tip takes longer than the meal to come out. It sits there for almost like 48, 72 hours before they do something about it. But, yeah, it's that's why I was like I'd much rather tip by cash at that point. I'll just give you a tip, and we can roll on from there. <laughs> but not too surprised about that. Um, one of the uh, things that is trending tonight uh, on Twitter, if you are watching it, uh, WWE SmackDown is uh, trending. And as I had stated earlier, uh, Tony Sirico is trending. Uh, Michael Imperioli, who also was on The Sopranos, uh, uh, it, he put out a quote about the death of uh, 
Tony Sirico. Like I said, an interesting backstory to uh, Tony, and you know, uh, you'll hear a lot probably in the next few days uh, about him. But uh, that's trending tonight. AEW Rampage also trending. Elon Musk is trending, like we said earlier, that he is terminating his $44 billion Twitter deal. Um, and then uh, also trending tonight is, uh, and I want to make sure I have this correct, uh, it is AITSF live stream. Um, <laughs> so I think that is a uh, gaming community. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, so they are trending tonight uh, as well. And then also trending tonight, uh, along with some uh, baseball players, uh, also uh, Paul Rudd, who is trending because he became a real-life superhero uh, for a 12-year-old whose classmates refused to sign his yearbook, uh, telling him that things get better in an uplifting uh, FaceTime call. Uh, that's been kind of on and off all day where uh, people have been uh, showing that. <laughs> I don't want to rain on anybody's parade for this stuff, but I refuse to believe that no one was going to sign the yearbook. It's kind of like those stories when you hear, I feel bad for thinking this, but I'm like, I'm like, I am suspect now of stories like this. And it, and it probably is true. And like I said, I don't want to you know, say it's not. But I was like, I find it hard to believe that out of an entire school that no one signed your yearbook. Because at that point, now I'm wondering, well, why was that the case? And even then, you know, uh, it's like the people who don't show up at a child's birthday party. I refuse to believe in this day and age that no one wanted to show up, especially for free food and, you know, free games. You might not like the person, but you still going to show up anyway. <laughs> I don't I, – I, I feel bad for thinking that way, but I was just like, I don't know if people are chasing these stories just to get attention. I hope that's not the case. But I was like, someone, somewhere in that school had to have been like, hey, dude, I'll sign it. Nobody? Because now I'm wondering, well, what type of person were you to all these people where everybody just didn't want to sign it? Right? I don't know. I don't know what to think when I hear these stories because I really can't get into them that much because I don't know what to think. It's I just find it hard to believe that it would. Uh, I mean, tell me that I'm not feeling alone on this because it's like when I hear it, I'm like, well, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and plus they took the social media to set to tell the story, and I was like, okay, um, yeah. I mean, you said it all. You said everything that I wanted to say, so I'm just gonna sit back and say what you gotta say. The the fact that you went onto social media means that. Either a you're one of those people, <laughs> and in either case, not cool. <laughs> done and done. I, I I don't know what else to say about it other than not cool. Right. 
Because uh, it's like I just want to know more. Why did no one? Why did no one sign the book? Because I was like, I'm just I'm very confused. And when, when stuff like this happened, I have more questions. Perhaps I would probably be that reporter that no one would probably like because I would probably be like, so why did no one sign the book? How have you been acting towards your your classmates? What the right. heck happened? Not placing blame, but I just want to know. That no one signed it? I, I, yeah. Now, no one could have signed it. There is a possibility that no one signed it because they aren't in school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she took to it like signed it. And I was like, so you got to your attention. Paul Rudd got you something. Now you have your 15 minutes of fame. I, I don't want to go back and hear a few weeks later, yeah, all his buddies, he's all got a lot of friends now. No, because I, if I didn't sign your book, I don't care if um, Paul Rudd or whoever signed your book, I'm still not going to be a friend. <laughs> I don't know. Right, you're still I, a butthead. I, I, yeah, I, I've got questions. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be that person that, like, is thinking the worst, that you're just looking for attention. And that you're just looking to, like, see if somebody reaches out, like somebody famous or that your story goes viral. Because in this age now in which we have, you know, social media stories go viral very quickly, uh, if it catches the right spark, where, you know, people take advantage of it. It seemed like for a while, every week, there was some story where, you know, I put out uh, 28 invitations to my kid's birthday party. And no one showed up. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, out of 28, no one showed up? No one? So did you put the wrong date on purpose? Or, you know, I just – and even then, why did you invite 28 people? If they weren't that chummy with your kid, why are you inviting 28 people that probably didn't like your kid? Because surely you know and your kid knows who he talks to at school. So you're going to give 28 invitations to people who don't like you already? <laughs> this is where I you have know what, though, let's, let's go back to this one, though. I really like Paul Rudd. Like, bravo to I love him. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Thank you, Paul Rudd, for stepping up. You know, if the story is true or not, thank you for stepping up and being – a kind human being and showing what kindness is. Yeah, Love for being a, a stand-up guy, yeah. yeah. I know you want to have <laughs> So I know, so no. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But anyway, I digress. Um, so we got a little bit of free time. So I, I've heard an interesting story um, this week. And uh, when I read it, it was actually an older article. But then again, it was still kind of interesting because it came from Mental Floss. And they had the 11 sounds today's kids have probably never heard. Uh, This was back in 2018. And I thought about it because I was like, yeah, some kids probably haven't. But even then now with the fact that some things are retro, uh, perhaps they probably have or some probably still have not. But it still nonetheless was an interesting look. And on the list of 11 things that today's kids have probably never heard 
Uh, so depending on your age, you or your kids or grandchildren may have only heard some of the following sounds in old movies, if not at all. Uh, of course, number one on the list was the rotary dial telephone. Uh, and the uh, formerly familiar swoosh as the caller rotated the dial clockwise to the finger stop, and then the click, click, click as the dial returned counterclockwise to start position is now a novelty application that you can install on your iPhones for nostalgic yucks. Adolescents waiting in line nearby will wonder what the heck that sound is. Uh, also on the list, a manual typewriter. Uh, of course, they had an entire uh, subset of unique sounds that made them immediately identifiable. The keys clacked loudly as they struck the paper, and a carriage lifted up key was employed. And then there was the ping of the bell warning that you were nearing the end of the line, and that meant that you had to lift your left hand from the keyboard and swipe at the carriage return lever, which sort of gave a zip noise as you pushed the carriage back to the starting position. And then a coffee percolator. Um this is one in which I can tell you, I don't recall us having one because we had like, I think when they made coffee in my house, we didn't even really have a coffee maker because it was a lot, but um, it was pretty much you made it in a tea kettle and just poured it into a cup. Um, and here's one that will really make you old, because I don't even think that you or I have probably heard these too often, but a flash cube. I have. I have. I used to have a, I used to have a, but I used to have a camera that had a flash cube. Yes, so the loud, rapid-fire click-clack of an Instamatic camera equipped with a flash cube was a common background sound at many social gatherings of the 60s. Uh, it was a technological breakthrough to be able to snap off four photos in rapid succession without having to pause and install a new flashbulb after every shot. Uh, also, a TV channel selector. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, as announcers used to tell you to don't touch that dial, they were referring to the channel selector knobs found on TV sets. Uh, the standard TV dial went from 2 to 13, and you had to click on each number as you searched for one of the three channels that broadcast your area. Uh, a record changer was also on that list, as well as the gas station driveway bell. Now, that one, I can honestly tell you, uh, I don't think I've ever heard, especially here in the city. Did you have one of those in your uh, neck of the woods? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we had a full-service station um, for a very short period of time in where I grew up. Um, and I grew up in a very small town, so we only had two um, gas stations. They were directly across the street from each other, um, <laughs> so they were direct competition. And one of them did it had a service, and one of them had a service day um, for like oil changes, brakes, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, it had the, the the tube that when your car went over went ding ding. It's a poop of air. It was it was really cool because I got to step on it a few times and make the noise. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very young. I was very young, so uh, <laughs> when that was around, oh god, I still feel old. The other noise here that uh, people or younger people wouldn't uh, remember is a cash register. 
the chunka chunka push buttons were clumsy, but of course veteran cashiers could check you out just as fast with the old style machines as the modern counterparts do with today's scanners. Uh, the film projector was also on the list of uh, sounds that probably one would not remember. Uh, if that tick, tick, tick of the sprockets really was that loud. And usually accompanied by shouts of turn it up and, of course, focus. <laughs> and, then, the, yeah, and then the sound of a broken record. Uh, so that is another one. And then the last one, which I even more interesting because very rarely will you see this now, but a TV station sign-off. So before infomercials mm. were invented, television stations actually went off the air for a few hours each night. Uh, some of you TV-holics experienced physical withdrawal symptoms when you heard the announcer tell you that we now concluded our broadcast day around 2 a.m. And then the format varied little from station to station, but first a few technical details were announced, such as the broadcast frequency, the physical address of the station, and then a reading of high flight followed by the national anthem, and then the steady deep tone of the test pattern, which does not happen much anymore. And for a while, up until I think, and it probably still does occur, uh, HBO at one point used to go off the air every once in a while for about an hour or so. It would happen right around like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and I think up to about probably 5, 10 years ago it still was doing it at some point. Uh, it would go off the air for a short time and then come back on. But, uh, yeah, your local stations now pretty much run 24-7 with either infomercials, news, or uh, repeats of programs from earlier in the day. But, yes, I recall, I remember, um, you know, Saturday nights or on Sunday nights when it would go off the air. And, yeah, um, that is a bygone era. So just an interesting list of things that uh, – will make you feel a little old, and uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, is there anything on there that you that you have never, like, I know you said there's a few things you've never heard, but are there a few of those things that are making you nostalgic? Uh, you know what? The film projector one, because I remember in school, you know, to be able to watch a movie was a treat, because at that point, you know, you didn't have to work. All you had to do is sit there. You could either put your head down or you could watch a movie. Um, that made it a little nostalgic. And then, of course, the channel selector, because I remember as a young man, we had a TV in our kitchen at one point. We had a older black and white. And this was back when the Dukes of Hazard was still in first run. Uh, we were tuned to the Dukes of Hazard. You flip the channel to, you know, the CBS affiliate here, um, and, you know, sometimes we'd flip it over to another channel, and then in the app, and when we came home in the evening, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, our larger TV, which used to have it, um, you know, we'd watch cartoons for probably about an hour or 30 minutes over on one station, then turn it over to, you know, another one, and then you'd have to get to the UHF channel, you had to go to, like, you know, the channel 12 or 13, and then you with the bottom, you know, section, kids wouldn't even know what to do nowadays. I think if they had that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so either. Did you have an antenna and, turner? Uh, no, I don't believe we had one, no. 
do you know what I'm talking about for the antenna turner? It might have been a small town thing because we were so far away from from any kind of station. So. Oh no, no, no! You know why? Because we had like a giant antenna off the top of the house here, and, and it, it amazes me now that we were able to get the channels that we got. But uh, we had a huge antenna. And I remember when we finally took it down, which was about probably ten, twelve years ago, uh, because it just stayed up there. You could post, you know, in the cable. We just never took it down, and it was up there. You know, you saw them throughout every house here in the city. Um, but, no, we didn't have that. But what we did have at the beginning in the early 80s uh, here locally, back before cable really exploded, uh, it was a box, and it had, like, a switch on it. You could get two channels. Uh, one was either, at that time, Sports Vision, which was what, you know, uh, all sports, and then the other one, which was pre-HBO, which you'd probably have to do your local history on, was on TV. And on TV had first-run movies, but it was like the talk of the town because on TV was only on for a certain amount of time, and then it would go off the air and share its signal with another uh, cable channel. Uh, but you could watch comedy specials and, you know, movies. And it, I remember when we got it, it, it was, you know, we could watch, you know, sporting events that you couldn't really catch on regular TV. And back then, you know, to have that box with just two channels was like, it, it was the top of the world. And then when we finally got cable, um, yeah, it was your traditional 50-some channels. Now it's like, over a hundred channels and probably half of them have nothing on it. <laughs> it's a there. I uh, have, you know that. I have in my office a um a keyboard for my computer that is the round keys of a typewriter, makes the loud noise of the typewriter and people come in and make a make comments about my typewriter keyboard. Uh, so yeah. I'm all about being old school, I guess. I, th- I think I've even seen now where they have a retro. Um, it's like kind of looks like an old school tape player that you could put onto your phone as a case, and I think it actually like looks like it's playing, uh, which is pretty cool. I think <laughs> I saw that thing in a little ad somewhere, so I was like, hmm. uh, but yeah, the typewriter where. You stayed up many a night typing a paper and hoping to have it correct and not having to make two because you usually wrote it out first and then you typed it and then you just hoped that you got it right. Um, right. <laughs> and you hope that you did not run out of, like, any type of ink. And, yes, so, yeah, that pretty much was it. You, you had your ribbon. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's nostalgic, man. But, hey, whatever is old – always becomes new again and then it brings a new audience of people who are more interested in it and want to um, you know be cool by thinking that they um, could have that either on their phone or um, yeah even your phone now has the ringtone of an old school phone you know people don't know what that stuff is you know okay love it but, yeah, it's an interesting mental floss article. Uh, they re-ran it, which I think it was from 2018, but they re-ran it again this week. So 
just thought that'd be interesting to note. Um, but with that, uh, the old clock on the wall is telling us that we are just about running out of time. So I will ask you, did you have any shout-outs this week? Um, nothing really specific. Um, kind of one of those, like, my heart goes out to those people that were affected, so not to bring anything down, but then also happy birthday to all the people that are having July birthdays. I know a lot of people having July birthdays, so happy birthday to you guys. Um, and then, you know, anniversaries, whatever things you're celebrating. Um, and then also, you know, like I I keep saying that Laverne's going to Arizona like every week. So hi, Arizona. <laughs> Can't wait till you're in town. But you're going to Arizona next week, right? No, like nope. three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, well, I'm here next week with you from Chicago, so no. We have show number 199 next week, uh, next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, and then, like I said, we'll be off on the 20th and and uh, or the 22nd, I'm going to get my date so out of whack. But, uh, yes, July 29th, show number 200. Um, yeah. Um, I have no idea what we have planned for that night. It might just be a regular show. It might just be, you know, 200, but with a little bit of a nod to all things 200. And, um, yeah, pretty much um, I'm looking forward to it. Because it's it's a milestone, and we celebrate milestones here. So, uh, and if you've been with us for one show, ten shows, hundred shows, or all two hundred, we're always appreciative of you listening to us and following us. And uh, of course, uh, soon. And I know I've been talking with other people. Is that soon? Hopefully, it will be even more avenues where you can follow us. And uh, you'll probably get sick of us, but I hope you don't. But, yes, you can follow us in a lot of different places, uh, and we'll break that down for you uh, pretty soon. But, uh, no, to uh, all of you who have birthdays, happy birthday. And, uh, you know, I know I say it every week, and I know it gets a little bit, uh, uh, you know, because we just don't know. And with things that happen every week, just continue to be careful out there, continue to look after each other out there, and, um We'll make it through, and when we make it through, we'll make it through to Friday, days like this, and when you do, we hope that you spend your Friday nights with us. Uh, so for Mary, I'm Lavar. Thanks so much for listening to us, everyone, and we will see you next week for 199. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.